goal achievers, I have a very exciting announcement for you. The dates and location have been set for the first ever Miracle Morning Experience live event. That's right. Go to MiracleMorning.com forward slash events to get all the details and to apply for a spot. And when I say apply for a spot, I mean that very sincerely. Uh, We'll have probably 10,000 people plus apply. It is narrowed down or it is limited to 200 individuals. And the reason is this event will be unlike any event in history in that every person there will be working together to literally create history by planning the future of the Miracle Morning movement. So every morning, we'll start by experiencing guided Miracle Morning sessions to deepen and expand your abilities to benefit from the Savers practices, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, scribing. We'll have world-renowned experts in each of these areas to take your Miracle Morning to a whole new level. And then during the afternoon is where the collaborative part happens. You'll connect and collaborate with hundreds of like-minded Miracle Morning practitioners to brainstorm, plan, and execute the future of the Miracle Morning Movement. How will we continue to change millions of lives one morning at a time? You'll be a part of the future. And then every evening we'll celebrate together. Uh, Not too late, of course. You know, we have to be up early. But uh, everything from helping to guide the vision for the Miracle Morning movie that we're, we're filming right now to initiatives that you literally create right there in the room that I don't even know about, right? They'll be created collectively by the brilliance that uh, comes together this June in the middle of the United States. Uh, Again, go to miraclemorning.com forward slash events for all of the details. And I cannot wait to see you at the Miracle Morning Experience live event. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elrod. Oh, here we go, you guys and gals. Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners. Uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. We have a new book coming out. Uh, actually, it comes out. It came out two days ago, I think, as of when this airs, right? We, of course, we record these a little bit in advance, but uh, we have a new book coming out, and I'm interviewing my co-author today, and the book is The Miracle Morning for Writers. Yeah, very excited about this one, specifically as I am a writer. Writing a book has changed my life. You've heard me talk about that before. We've had you know Chandler Bolt on, uh, the founder of Self Publishing School. So I'm a big believer that everybody has a book in them that you can write a book in a way that can uh, change people's lives and create a movement and earn you a fortune, uh, if you will, if you're committed to that. And the the subtitle of the book. The Miracle Morning for Writers is in alignment with the way that I see this, which is how to build a writing ritual that increases your impact and your income. And we're going to talk about the book in a little bit, but first I want to introduce you to somebody that I have been a big fan of for a long time. Uh, In fact, I actually asked him to co-author The Miracle (laughs) Morning for Writers with me uh, like a year ago, and he told me no. So I'm going to to put him on the spot and I'm going to ask him about that. But uh, our guest today is Steve Scott. He's also known by a few different pen names, uh, SJ, 
Scott being probably the most popular. And Steve Scott is a top-rated self-published author. In fact, one of the most successful in the world. And I actually found about found out about him before I read his books. I heard him on a podcast, and I hope I don't you know not putting him out here. But he, he was talking about how he earned up to forty thousand dollars a month. Forty thousand dollars a month. And I know he's not a big guy to talk about money a lot. He was actually awkward on that episode, um, <laughs> kind of talking about it because they they put him on the spot and they're like, "Tell us," you know. And um, but right, so he's he earns a significant income, uh, and he really lives the the lifestyle entrepreneur lifestyle or the laptop entrepreneur lifestyle. Right? He travels the world. He's got you know, he's with his family all the time. He sets his own schedule. I love it. Whenever I'm like, "Hey, when when works for you to do a call?" He's like, "Dude." whenever you want. Like, <laughs> I, have, I don't have any set schedule. And so he's written, get this, over 40 books, over 40 books, almost all of them bestsellers, including one on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. And he currently runs two internet businesses. One is developgoodhabits.com, which teaches readers how to build one positive habit at a time. And then authority.pub, which is a blog and a podcast that provides step-by-step information on the publishing process. And, you know, when he's not working, which it's hard to call what he does work, but uh, he enjoys traveling, hiking, running marathons, and spending time with his wonderful family, which they just had a new addition to. So, uh, Steve, welcome to the podcast, my friend. That was a really extensive, awesome interview. So, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, that no, it was uh, it was like seventy percent off the top of my head. I had like three bullet points, and then I just was <laughs> spouting from here and there. But uh, so, yeah, man, I well, yeah, I'm gonna ask you that first before you get into your story. I actually want to put you on the spot. And so, you, uh, I asked you to co-author the Miracle Morning for Writers with me. Like I don't know, a year ago, I reached out to you. You were like my number one pick for who I'd want to co-author it. And uh, I don't know if it was timing or what, but you you know, you know, declined at that time. And then it was, you know, I don't know how long, much months later you came back and were like, hey, let's actually explore that idea. So what, what, why did you say no to me when I first reached out to co-author this book? Oh, wow, I feel like such a jerk. Um, <laughs> and actually, this, this is the valuable lesson here is I just, when I find something that works, I, I like to be very singular, singularly focused. Mm, so yeah. I just, I had like, I think at the time I had about three or four book ideas I was currently working on. And I knew that, I couldn't really give the, my full attention to it. So it really wasn't until months later that I kind of came back and just really thought the idea was a great one. But I think for me, what's really made the difference in my business, and I'm, I'm sure other people talked about this uh, in your podcast, but the idea that you want to sit down, identify your one thing and just keep on working at that one thing and just try to ignore other distractions as much as possible. So when I finally had time for the Miracle Morning for Writers, I was really excited because I knew I could just sit down and just completely focus on that and nothing else. That's that makes sense. And you, I mean, you are, yeah, you're like the habit expert and that is your focus, right? I mean, you're part of your tagline, your brand is one habit at a time, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, it, sometimes it, it doesn't always work the way I want to, but I just, I've learned how to say no a lot. And I think uh, you, you've talked about this as well as well. It's just, you say no 80, 90% of the time to most stuff. So you can truly focus on the 10% stuff that truly will move the needle. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. And, and it's easier said than done. You know, I'm, I'm <laughs> entrepreneurial ADD man myself, like bouncing around, you know, but, uh, but, but that's, that's what we strive for is that singular focus. So, um, well, we're, before we get into the book and by the way, I want to let everybody know, um, I'm going to share with you behind the scenes of how, uh, how this book series runs, like how, how the books are rolled out, how I find the co-authors. I've had people ask me this and they've been really fascinated in kind of this, you know, system that, that I've built for, uh, Miracle Morning, the book series. And it's 
creating these quality books, but leveraging my time to where I actually don't have to put a lot of time anymore into the books and I can still ensure that they are excellent. So we'll talk about behind the scenes of how the Miracle Morning book series works. But uh, first, Steve, I really do want our listeners to hear your story. And, you know, you're, I mean, you're living the dream, making a phenomenal income. You know, most of it's passive. You don't, you don't have to wake up every day and, and go to an office to, to generate income. When you sleep, when you vacation, money rolls in royalties from your books, you know, your 40 plus books roll in. So um, how did, how, how did this start, man? How did, when did you decide you wanted to write a book, like your, you know, the, the idea of writing a book, when did you decide that and, and how did you write your first one and how did you turn it into this lucrative, uh, you know, income and, and great lifestyle? Okay, it's it's a fairly long story. I'll just give the kind of condensed uh, Cliff Notes version. Um, I've been doing some form of internet entrepreneurship since about 2004, so well over a decade. Um, built a number of affiliate marketing sites, and in, in 2010, I got into blogging. With uh, blogging, I, I find that it was it was weird because I actually would spend a lot of time on my affiliate, I'm uh, sorry, I, I spent a lot of time on my blogging side of things where I'd, I would write article after article, but I really wasn't making a lot of money. And here I was on the side having an affiliate business that pretty much ran itself. So it's kind of the reverse of the 80-20 rule where I would spend about 80% of my efforts and only 20% of my results would uh, come from it. So in September, no, sorry, it was uh, February 2012, I actually heard about self-publishing. I decided this would be a great way to get traffic and income for my business. So I just took about five, six old blog posts, slapped them together, took a Fiverr cover, uh, really didn't do that much effort behind it, but I threw up on Amazon and the book went completely nowhere. It, it just, it like tanked, it just didn't generate any sales. And which book was that? Uh, the ultra spammy title, 55 ways to make money online. So it was just, <laughs> it was literally a collection of five different blog posts that I just gathered together. And I'll be, I'll be the first to say the content wasn't that great. Cause I didn't, at the time I knew about affiliate marketing, but I didn't really know that much about the other type of content. So this book really didn't do well. And then I, I published another one in July, but the other the kind of difference between the first one and the second one was I decided to leverage the KDP Select program, which is Amazon's uh, give away your book for five days and you can get and you can gain traction on their platform. So I gave that away. I gave actually the first book away, which really wasn't that great a book. Again, it it, it wasn't that that special of a book, but sure. I gave away for five days and then suddenly I went away for a fourth of July week and I came back and suddenly the book started selling. It started selling five to seven copies a day. Uh, sorry, five to seven copies a day. And I just, I started to kind of do the math that, all right, this is about 10 to $15 a day. I didn't put a lot of effort into it. So what would happen if I just, instead of blogging, I just sat down and again, again, kind of going back to the senior focus. What if I just sat down and completely focus on writing and nothing else and eliminate everything else in my life? And I started doing that in September, 2012. And I just wrote a series of short actual books and just, they kept on building on one after another. And as they kind of say, the rest is history. I just focus on that. And from 2013-2014, uh, things just really blew up. And especially when I focus in on the habits market, I just started talking about my personal habits. So it was just doing one thing after another and then just seeing what works and just throwing out everything else. So you're, uh, and I know, you know we're going to talk about that with, the, I, w- I would ask you, how do you write 40 books? You know, like how do you get yourself to come up with that much content? I know that we'll talk about that when we talk about you know, the Miracle Morning for Writers, because that's where you, you share it all. But I'm looking at your books here, and I mean, they're, you know, you have, they're phenomenally rated. You know, no, you have the number one bestseller right now, uh, a book called How to Write Great Blog Posts That Engage Readers. 
193 reviews on that book, and it's like 4.5 uh, out of 5 stars. I mean, really great book. One of your first, I think the first book I read of yours is called Master Evernote, The Unofficial Guide to Organizing Your Life with Evernote. Um, so let me ask you this real quick, and um, we can maybe revisit it if we need to um, when we talk about the book. But um, how do you, like, what's your process for coming up with content? You know, with, I mean, 40 books, that's a lot of content. Most people like dedicate their whole life to putting all of their knowledge into <laughs> one book, you know, and, and you're able to, you're able to come out with quality books that get great reviews, uh, you know, and over and over and over and over again. Um, I would say it goes to a theory that, that I like is it's called inch wide, mile deep. So you take any broad topic and you drill down into just providing as thorough a solution as possible. So instead of just writing, I'm going to write one book about productivity, include everything I know about productivity. It's just a simple matter of just taking that topic and just do an extreme deep dive. And the way I kind of liken this is if you think of a blog or a podcast, there's a there's kind of the broad theme. So you have achieved your goals. So that's a broad topic. But in each individual episode, you you either with a guest or on your own, you just dive into the one particular uh, one particular specific challenge and you just try to provide a, an extensive solution. So I like to look at my books as just one broad market and in each in inside each one of the books I just try to drill down into one particular topic and a lot of times I just pull a topic from my own personal experience like the the um, the master Evernote example is just that was an app that I use extensively throughout my life hmm. and I just I found just kind of geeking out in Evernote and showing how not only to use the app but also how to uh, find a bunch of different hacks and uh, ideas that you can leverage the Evernote app in your life I find that that pretty that book almost wrote itself just because I just pull a lot of examples from my own life Nice. I love that. And I love that it's the organic, you know, approach of your, whatever works for you is what you're sharing. The, um, uh, was it? Oh, so I was going to say, so did I pull you out of your comfort zone a little bit instead of writing, you know, one book going deep into one topic, I'm like writing, right. And let's talk about how to, <laughs> how to monetize it and how to make a ritual out of it and how to, you know, how to make it into a career and how to make good content. Right. It's like, I gave you, uh, you know, I basically made you write six books in one. Right. So, it actually, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, I, I found that it really it all goes down to habits and routines. And that's really where we spent a lot of time in the book itself is just focusing in on that, that routine. And just by talking to people that are writers, that is the biggest challenge. It's not only do you, how to get up in the morning and actually attack the day. It's also, all right, what do I do after I do my miracle morning? All right, I sit down. All right, well, how do I, how do I build that habit in addition to the, uh, the, more, the miracle morning routine? Yeah, yeah, and absolutely, and I, I, uh, I know that your intro for the book, you wrote the introduction, and it is your story about transformation and success due to the miracle morning. Um, you want to talk about that just for just for a minute, just kind of give a, a synopsis of of what that was, that story of transformation, how the miracle morning helped you as a writer. Sure, I'd, um, I definitely use. I've, I follow the Miracle Morning, but sometimes I use variations of it. So I like to add and tweak and uh, test things in my own life. But for the most part, I was very much a night person. I, I, I tend, or at least when I was single, I tend to stay up till two, three, four in the morning sometimes. What I found was I would get up, even if I got a full night's sleep, I would get up around 11 o'clock and I was just very groggy and I wasn't able to focus in on my writing a lot of times at even though I knew it was an important part of my day, I, I would just find myself just doing a bunch of other tasks that were, I told myself were important, but really weren't important. 
what I found as soon as I made the switch over to, to pretty much getting up first for me, first thing in the morning is seven o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm not crazy like you guys, and <laughs> you and Honoré getting up at four something in the morning. I, I like seven o'clock, but again, a great think, example of you can be a successful writer and not have to wake up at, you know, three thirty four in the morning. So it's good. Yeah. I like seven. Seven's pretty early and it's uh, around the, the same type the same time that my wife gets up. But I just find that as soon as I get up, I complete a morning routine and then just I just um, write kind of my goals down for the day. And I just immediately jump into writing that by the time nine o'clock hits, I get a major part of my done uh, my day already done. Whereas back in the day, it would be 12, 12, one o'clock. And I feel like I barely got started with, with the things I needed to get done. So for me, it was just a big mental shift that I just I felt I was better able to structure my day and, and have full control over the content I produce and just how I ran my business by just focusing on what, what I did in the early part of the day. Yeah, and it's like, you know, Pat Flynn, who is a friend of ours, an author as well, and you know, he talked about that, that when he switched from being a night owl to being a morning person, he was already very successful as a night owl. I mean, you know, seven-figure business and marathon runner and great husband and father. And uh, when he switched, though, he, his words are that it, it increased his productivity by at least 400% to have that morning ritual. So let's let's talk about um, well before we talk about the book I'll give the behind the scenes and I'll kind of transition into this because uh, as you're going to hear right now listening to the podcast that I'm going to ask Steve a lot about this book and the reason is and this is where the behind the scenes comes into play is that Steve wrote probably sixty percent of the book maybe seventy percent of the book uh, and I wrote the other thirty percent and. The interesting thing is I wrote the other 30% actually quite a while ago. So what I mean by that is <clears throat> the Miracle Morning book series, it's taken years to kind of develop it in a way that achieved my objective, which is number one, if someone's never read the original Miracle Morning book and they read a book in the series because they are a writer or they are a parent, we have the parents book coming out uh, in a few months, or they are an entrepreneur. We have you know Cameron Harold and I are co-authoring The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. So any of these niches that we're, we're going into and really customizing these books for and giving a lot of quality content around that niche, not just waking up early around the niche, uh, the, the objective for me was how do I create really great books so that every book stands alone and you know a good way to measure that is typically Amazon reviews. You can look at Amazon reviews and if you know if you're an average of four point something out of five stars, you, you usually wrote up a good book. People like the book. And so that was it. I got I want, you know, like I want five star. I want people to really get so much value from the book that they're compelled to, you know, to to talk about it and to share it. And that it makes that impact in their life that that we're seeking. So the the the, the objective was how do we create a book that if you've haven't read The Miracle Morning, the original the, the each of the series books gives you enough in the book to teach you how to do the miracle morning and sells you on why to do it and all of that. Um, and then if you have read the original book, the challenge was how do we include enough of the original in the series books, but not too much to where people go, gosh, this is just a rehash of the original, right? So it was, <laughs> it was and this took us like, I mean, this was like, nothing caused me more stress in, the, you know, like a couple years ago for like a year of us trying to figure this out through trial and error. And now we have this formula down and essentially the first three chapters of every Miracle Morning book uh, are written by me, and and then they are customized by the co-author when the co-author comes in to a P 
appeal to and 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 be relevant to the niche that we're going into, right? So. Nick, uh, Steve has gone in to these first three chapters that I've written uh, that are fundamental, and they basically recap the entire original Miracle Morning book, but he's customized the, each of the chapters so that they're very relevant for writers and how to apply the Miracle Morning as a writer or you know, the next as an entrepreneur, as a parent, et cetera, for each of the books. Um, and then I... I bring in brilliant co-authors who are smarter than me, right? Who have more <laughs> knowledge and more experience than I do in the area that we're focusing the book on. And so Steve is, you know, when it comes to writing books, he's written way more books than I have. He's written them on diverse topics. He is br- he's able to do it systematically and he's turned it into this really lucrative career. And the way that he's done it is much more duplicatable than the way that I've done it. Meaning he's able to make a, you know, a little bit of or a, a significant amount of money, but but you know, relatively a small amount of money off of many books versus putting all his eggs in one basket, which most authors they write a book, they think it's the next big thing, and it's it rarely is. So when I bring in Steve, Steve comes in and he basically, you know, we figure out what the what the most important lessons are to share with our readers. And then Steve actually writes writes the entire rest of the book. He writes the next, I think we've got seven other chapters that were written by Steve. And uh, and so that's the kind of the formula behind the scenes of how the Miracle Morning books are produced. And then, you know, the book is sent over to me to look over, give feedback, edits, et cetera, et cetera, make, you know, add my two cents or whatever. Um, and then boom, it goes to print and you get a phenomenal book, even if you've read the original Miracle Morning, uh, or if you've never read the Miracle Morning, either way, uh, it adds a lot of value for you. So I think that kind of covers the, the behind the scenes. And then Honoré Quarter, uh, you know, just on the business side of it, Honoré is my business partner. <laughs> and she actually manages um, all of the uh, co-authors, uh, like Steve, you know, so Steve and Honoré are like besties now, because they've been talking on the phone for like the last, you know, oh, four, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right? <laughs> like four months. And she's like, I just love Steve. Every time I talk to her, I just love Steve. He's so great to work with. He's so sweet. And, and then when she sent me over the first draft, you know, she goes, oh my gosh, Hal, he wrote such a great book. You're going to be blown away. So, uh, and I was, and, and I, you know, and it's phenomenal. So I want to just take, uh, you know, five or 10 minutes here and, and just kind of go through what uh, people can expect in this book. And, and, and of course I'd like to teach while we're going through this, Steve, so that they actually are, you know, you're given a tip, uh, based on each chapter. So you're giving them like one tip from the book. So they, whether or not they read the book, they've got something they can implement right away. Does that sound good? That sounds perfect. Okay. I am looking at the contents right here. Oh, how did I forget to mention this? The foreword uh, for the Miracle Morning oh, for yeah. Writers, yeah, it's written by James Altucher, who I'm a huge fan of. You know, wrote the book Choose Yourself and, and other New York Times bestsellers. And uh, and I, I was at an event and I asked him, and he said, "Steve Scott and you are writing a book together." And Honoré, he goes, three of my favorite people. Of course, I'll write the foreword." <laughs> and you know, I was, I'm, I'm texting Steve. Steve, dude, James said yes. You know, he's in. So uh, really, really exciting. But. So forward by James Altucher, and then uh, chapter one, why mornings matter more than you think, and the uh, this is really the case for mornings and why they are critically important to a writer's success specifically, and you know what 
the alternatives are or the challenges if you don't take advantage of mornings uh, as a writer. Um, and then we talked about how to become a morning person, go over the lifesavers for writers. And that's where there's a lot of customization. The lifesavers for writers really talks about how to apply silence, you know, uh, to enhance your ability to produce good content, right? Come up with great ideas, etc. And that's true for all of the savers. Uh, and then chapter four, I'm going to turn this over to you, uh, uh, Steve, which is not so obvious writing principle number one, building the routine. So Steve, just uh, any, any thoughts on or tips for our listeners on what, what, what are the key components of building a successful writing routine? I think it just comes down to uh, a couple of things. So first off, the one, the one thing I really want to cover was the problem that writers have is often they'll get writer's block because they try to edit and write at the same time. So they'll, mm. they'll, they'll write a paragraph and like, oh, no, that doesn't sound perfect. And they'll go over the same paragraph again and again and again. And what I try to pretty much from the beginning of where you kind of hand the reins over to me is get that out of the way that you really absolutely positively you need to have a good outline ahead of time, release a good rough draft of what you're going to be talking about and just don't don't be afraid to just write with the door closed, as Stephen King would say. Just try to get that first draft out. Don't worry about how it sounds. You're you're the only person who's going to be reading it. And actually, the you guys were the first time I've ever sent a first draft to just because I want a feedback for the most part. I just I don't show that first draft to anyone because I'm always like, oh, this this text sounds awful. But I felt confident enough or comfortable enough with Honoré to send it over to her. Um, but the point here is you definitely want to sit down and try to just get through that first draft and not worry about how it sounds because you will be you will be correcting it in the second draft and the third draft so that's really the major uh, sticking point we talk about in that first section but it's it's a lot like that and we talk about willpower and a lot of the kind of psychological backgrounds of why people struggle with writing as a habit and a, a number of suggestions about how to kind of overcome that uh some of these challenges. Yeah. And, and, and that is something that I've, you know, that I used to deal with a lot and have to catch myself, which is I'll spend hours on a paragraph. And then <laughs> by the time I've got, you know, an hour into it, I'm like, this doesn't even, I don't even remember what I was trying to say. Like it's, you know, it's, it's more, it's like someone that gets too much plastic surgery, right? You're like, yeah. dude, you should, you were good on the first try. Like you, you just, you went too far, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think that all writers, that, that's a big challenge, you know, and that that's for you. I like that we start there to kind of, you know, overcome what holds a lot of people back from even starting writing. Um, chapter five, not so obvious writing principle number two, treat writing like a professional. Uh, what, what, you know, what do we cover there, Steve? Uh, that really is just a, a simple matter of just setting aside time every single day to, to write. And obviously, since it's a miracle morning crowd, you should do it first thing in the morning. But I do recognize that just some people just they, they can't do both a daily routine and write at the same time. They just don't have the especially when it comes to having a job and family, that sort of thing. So the point I try to make there is try your best to do it uh, first thing in the morning. But if you can't schedule some time a day where you absolutely do it, but just make sure you do it on a consistent basis. And what's more important is not necessarily the word count. So if you set a goal of 2,000 words, I, I don't think that's a good goal. It's just better just to have that consistency of doing it every single day instead of trying to churn out a certain word count. But one of the um, famous quotes, it's um, often attributed to William Faulkner, but I, I, it's been passed around so many times that no one actually knows who said it first. But there is a, um, a line that he says is, um, I only write when I am inspired. Fortunately, I am inspired at nine o'clock every morning. And uh, the point there is uh, <laughs> pe people wait for inspiration, but oftentimes the people that do best with writing or pretty much any habit is they just set aside time at a certain time every single day and they just get it done. And that's uh, directly related to the Miracle Morning Crowd. It's just you schedule something every single day and you just make it happen come hell or high water. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and, and, and you're right. I love Honoré, our our other co-author, our uh, you know the supporting uh, author for all the books says you know but in I think she uses more colorful language but but in seat like that's her she, that's how I write you know she's written 19 books and she's but in seat that's it every day same time but in seat even if I exactly. have, am brain dead nothing coming to mind I sit there uh, and I look at my you know my my draft of whatever I'm writing and, until something comes and some days you know I only get one one idea but you know um, but but that consistency is so crucial. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and 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 into monetize. So chapter eight, uh, not so obvious writing principle number five, monetizing your words. Um, the, the what do, what do you talk about there? I mean, it's I mean obviously it's how how to make money as an author. But I think that is the biggest misconception that um, you and I have been fortunate to kind of defy, which is that you can make money as an author. And the the reality is most people say you know you like you don't make money from your book. You need like a back end or you know people will ask me how do you monetize is your book and I was like you, you know you just you sell a lot of books you yeah. know <laughs> um, lots of books. And I thought you don't make money from a book right and so so uh, I th- that's what was really one of the parts I was excited about for you and I to come together on this book is that we could give a lot of you know insights on because most people that are writers like they want to do it full-time like they'd love to get paid you know and be able to quit their day job for their writing they just don't know how and so um get, we'll give at least one tip from the chapter on on how to monetize your words Sure. I broke it down into four kind of what I consider major uh, income buckets. So the first bucket is freelance writing. And for people who are just getting started, they just want to make a little bit of money on side and they want to make it right away. Probably the best pathway is freelance, uh, freelance writing, free, freelance editing, whatnot. Um, and that's just way you, you could just hop on right now within the next week, uh, bid on a couple of jobs and you could do it to complete a job and make a little bit of money. Now, that isn't the best long-term strategy, but it's an excellent short-term strategy. And the other uh, the other two ones, and I'll talk about the most important one, or one I like the best at the end, but the other two methods are you simply just go with a traditional publisher. So that's the kind of the lottery ticket method where you try to write the best possible book, work work with an agent, submit your query all over the place, and hope that someone eventually buys uh, bites on your book and buys it. But that's it's really, that's a eight to 12 month process, and it, it can be very difficult. The third method is actually the method that I've used in the past successfully, and I know a lot of people who are doing this well, but it, again, it's kind of the long-term strategy, is to build an authority website. So you've, you tackle one major topic and you write a content. And it, often this takes a, um, this takes a form of a blog or some sort of content platform. Now, again, it's a long-term strategy, but people do it pretty well. Now, the final way that I, I suggest you can monetize your writing is through self-publishing. And I know you had Chandler on. I'm sure he talked extensively about the opportunities of self-publishing. And I... I believe just just the same thing that you can make a full-time income with uh your catalog of books i know i do it you do it honoré does it i've talked to uh, dozens of fiction and non-fiction authors who all make a full-time income with their writing so it, I, I i'm here to tell you it's absolutely possible it's just it you have to treat like any other business where you just get your butt in the chair and just consistently do it on a daily basis yeah and james altucher is another good example oh you yeah know, he Duh. makes great <laughs> income from his books um the uh uh, and I, I love, by the way, and I forgot that until you just mentioned it, that um, that you did cover, you know, freelancing and other like other forms to monetize your writing. Like that's that's important for anybody listening to this. This isn't just how to write a book. Um, this is actually it's it's you know it's about being a writer. So whether you're a blogger, a freelancer, you know, a, an author, a fiction author, a nonfiction author, that is a decision that Steve and I made at the very beginning, which is like, hey, let's make this, you know, not just the Miracle Morning for you know authors or would-be authors. Let's make it for writers. Like anybody that wants to make money as a writer and maybe they don't want to write books, you know? Maybe they want to publish daily content or weekly content, right? Not just a, a couple books a year. So I love that we covered that. Um, 
And then last but not least, uh, you, you talk, not so obvious writing principle number six is building a writer platform. And, and I'd love, uh, explain what that means and then, and then give, you know, maybe your best tip on how to do that. Uh, sure. That is the problem with any, if you're a freelance writer, even if you try to go the traditional publishing route, you need an audience, you need people that will follow your writing and hopefully go on to buy your books. And this relates to Kevin Kelly's article where he talks about your 1000 true fans. Now, yes. I, I know how you probably have 10,000 true fans, but uh, <laughs> you, you want to start with 1000 true fans. And these are people who will pay a hundred dollars every year for whatever widget you have. And that will equal a hundred thousand dollar a year income. Now with book sales alone, that's a little bit difficult. So I, I would kind of change that to your 10,000 true fans. But yeah, the point, there you go. The point of a writer platform is to just sit down and build your audience one person at a time. And what I would recommend is you uh, pick one of three types of uh, ways to speak in your audience. So you could choose a blog, you could choose a podcast or YouTube channel. It really relates to your your personal strengths. I, I like blogging just because I'm a writer by nature. Yeah. But I know how you do a pretty good job. You actually have a number of different platforms. You have a speaking, you have live events and all, all that. But I would say for someone getting started, it's just best to focus on one platform and uh, also focus on one social media strategy. So pick uh, tw- Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever uh, strategy works best for your market and just focus on that. And that kind of all ties back into the, the top of this podcast episode where you just you want to find those one or two things and just really focus in on that and just try to get those repeat readerships. And that's how you build readers is just you build them one at a time, like in individual personal connections. And you just start collecting them by providing great content and just being an honest, honest genuine person. Uh, yeah, and I and, and I mean the the pl- building a platform is one of the most important things for in, not only any I mean any writer any business person you know to to even a nonprofit to do right the platform the way that I define a platform is it's the group of people that you have a direct line of communication with that know you like you and trust you right Absolutely. and. So whether that is through the podcast, through the blog, through an email list, et cetera, right? Like that is your platform. It's your tribe, you know, as Seth Godin calls it. Um, so again, if you are a writer, a an aspiring writer, um, you can go get the book on Amazon right now. It came out uh, two days ago, I believe. Um, and the, gosh, I better make sure that the publishing schedule is on track uh, here, Steve. <laughs> um, but uh, so Amazon.com, and it's called The Miracle Morning for Writers, How to Build a Writing Ritual That Increases Your Impact and your income. And uh, before we wrap up, uh, a couple calls to action, actually really just one. Uh, talk about this giveaway that it was your idea, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you, uh, you explain where, what people can do to, to enter this giveaway, which I think we have a, f- a few more days that this is going on. Uh, sure, this is, I, I'm by nature, I love testing things. I just, I like kind of sitting in my little dungeon down in my uh, basement, uh, experimenting with various tech techniques. And one of these things I heard about is doing a giveaway. So we are holding a giveaway where it is going to be over $1,500 worth of prizes. And now this is an actual legitimate, like $1,500 of prizes. So I'm giving away a free copy to my authority public Academy, which I'm currently selling at $600. There is a one ticket to Hal's event in December called the best year ever blueprint. Now I'm sure he's talked about that in previous podcast episodes and also a copy of Honoré's prosperity for writers course as well. So two courses and one live event we're giving away. Um, I think we're going to break it down where one person gets each one of these things or one person gets one of these things, not all three of them. So it just add a little bit of a 
greater opportunity to um to win a prize. So and maybe what it, we do is where whoever wins first gets to pick what they want, and then right sec, whoever's drawn second then picks whatever's left, and then whoever's third, you know, they, they don't get a pick, but <laughs> sure they, <laughs> they get a prize. Well, I'd feel awful if the third prize no one wants the authority public. Yeah, <laughs> and you're right. We're setting ourselves up for for some. Uh, no, it's for, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's actually a good idea. I like that. So I'll, I'll contact the first person to uh, the first person to win gets the, the pick of the litter. So um, if you go to developgoodhabits.com forward slash Hal, H-A-L, uh, you can find out more about this giveaway. But just simply, it's uh, kind of helps support the not only the launch of Miracle Morning for Writers, but also give yourself an opportunity to win some some pretty cool prizes, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some cool, two great courses, and then you join me uh, live in person, and hopefully we'll I'll be able to twist Steve your arm and get you to uh, San Diego the second weekend in December 9th through 11th, I believe, for... Um, the best year ever blueprint live experience with uh, me and, and hosted by John Berghoff. So yeah, go to uh, uh, develop, uh, say the URL again. Yes, it's a, it's a mouthful. It's developgoodhabits.com forward slash how. Got it. Awesome. Developgoodhabits.com forward slash how. Uh, Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got some great tips and tricks and value to enhance your writing and, and your writing ritual uh, to increase your impact and your income that you're making in the world. And uh, to all the writers out there, may your words change the world in ways that you have yet to even imagine. Achieve Your Goals listeners, I love you. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you next week. Take care. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. We'd love to know what your biggest takeaways were from this episode. Simply head on over to halelrod.com slash 127 for episode number 127. And just leave a comment there in the show notes page. Let us know your big takeaways. And that's also where you can find out all the details about where to get Hal's latest book, The Miracle Morning for Writers. So head on over there and you'll find all the details there. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to halelrod.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button, and then if you would, please leave a rating and review because rating and reviews truly are the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because they help more people find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. So now, until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals.
If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.